have never been more important than they are today. Everywhere you turn, there seem to be reasons to give up or not even try at all. We want to be the light in these times and an inspiration for others to keep pushing forward. My journey of growth comes through humility, and I welcome all who are looking to grow with me. Thanks for tuning in to the Crew First Culture Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this is the 50th episode of the Crew First Culture Podcast. Pretty, pretty excited for that. And for that, I wanted to bring on somebody that, you know, is equally as impressive as the 50 episodes. And today I have Mr. Jeremy from Fire, sorry, National Fire Radio. How are you doing, Jeremy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me, brother. It's fantastic. Congratulations uh, on the episode. Uh, I I honestly can't believe it. You know, it's not like I'm some huge deal, but I mean, 50 episodes is, is pretty impressive. I honestly, when I started out, I, I read something that seven was the average number of episodes a podcast had, and I remember right. doing doing eight, and it's like, all right, you know, I'm I'm doing better than average. And so, <laughs> but uh, no, I I wanted to have Jeremy on because. National Fire Radio was pretty big in kind of getting me started, even though they didn't know about it. This is the first time I've ever actually talked to Jeremy. But uh, awesome. just just your platform and how you run it, just it's just conversation. It's just people that are fired up, and you know it's not scripted and and all that. And and that's kind of what I wanted to do because that's who I am. And so I appreciate your what you give to us as the fire service and, and I wanted to, for you to be the one to, to be on with me. So thank you very much for coming on with I, us. I will tell you, man, I am, I sit back and when I hear something like that, um, I really sit back for half a second and, and really uh, think about um, what you just said. And I am absolutely humbled by that. Um, you know, the, the whole intent when we rolled this thing out was to just spread the good word. Um, it's so easy for negativity to run rampant in this industry, it's so easy to find the little things that are wrong or mistaken, um, but it's hard to oh, yeah. put the value in the good. And um, and man, thank you. Uh, I am I am absolutely humbled that uh, we we had a part of uh, you stepping up and, and spreading the good word. And I, to me, that that means everything in the world. At the end of the day, whatever happens with National Fire Radio, wherever this thing goes, and this wild ride that it's been for two and a half years already. Wherever it goes, man, it's it's moments like that that make this all worth it for me, and I I thank you for that. That's that is awesome, truly. Yeah. And and that's kind of one thing that, and I've brought it up several times with guests, and, and other guests have brought it up. Just the the thing that I enjoy the most about this, and we talked about it a little bit before we recorded, is just getting to know people that I would never have a chance to get to know, you know across the nation. I'm in Oklahoma. You know, you asked me that before we recorded yeah. and we'll get into whatever else you're wanting to know as well. But I, I love making these connections and, and making this network of people that are maybe trying to, to spread a little bit different message, but it's all for the same purpose. It, it's all to, like you said, spread the good word to keep things positive to, and man, today's age, that's, I can't even tell you how important that is. And, and obviously I don't need to, but I really, really, it helps me. And I've had talks to my wife. It's helped me personally, not just, 
you know, with the fire service, because I can't be talking about these things and not bring it home as well. I'm telling and you so right now, I had awesome. I have the same thing happening in my world, right? Is if I'm going to sit here and promote X, Y, and Z, well, my real, my real game's got to match what I'm, what I'm promoting. And um, yeah. I'm with you. I've been a fireman for going on my 25th year now. And, uh, and, and I found that over time you get in that rut as you get older um, that you step back a little bit. You don't do all the, the training you, you know, you step back and, and you, oh, yeah. you, point, you point more than you act. And, um, yeah. and I'll tell you, man, I have uh, since I'd say in the last truly year, year and a half, I've picked up, picked up my game on training. I picked up uh, my game on, uh, on, you know, promoting what I say. And I think that's the biggest thing is that um, my screen's too dark for you. Hang on, man. Cause I'm outside. You look like a, you, you look like somebody in the victim protection program. <laughs> <laughs> How's that better? All right. Sorry, man. I'm out on my, uh, you gotta no, understand too, on a, on a sidebar in, in New Jersey, right? In New Jersey, <laughs> are doing remote learning right now, and so my kids are inside on Wi-Fi with school, and I'm home right now. I gotta run out later, but uh, you know my wife's on Wi-Fi, so everybody's everybody's in the house. Oh yeah. And so I'm I'm stuck on the the, the screened-in patio outside, uh, <laughs> enjoying, enjoying right. the 55 degree weather this morning. But uh, but anyway, uh, no, I mean, yeah, and and I, I just um, I, you gotta pick up your own game. It's so easy, um, so easy to, you know, shout and spout and tell people, you know, the way it should be and then not live your life that way. And I think there's too much of that today and not just in the fire service, but in general, I think it's easier for people to uh, jump on a cause and push, 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 but they don't actually live it and believe it. And, uh, and transparency is huge in the fire service. Now more than ever, it's huge. Uh, you gotta be transparent. You gotta be a stand up guy. Uh, you got to be, uh, you got to follow through on, on what you say and what you do. Um, and those are the people that matter. There's a lot of mutts out there. There's a lot of people that, that don't, uh, that don't follow through. Um, and, and those uh, are not contributing to our business. They're not contributing. <clears throat> so as you were saying that you talked about being in the fire service for 25 years, I realized that we jumped way into this already. As a host, you know, I, I've been on a, a couple other podcasts and I, I i really enjoyed being on the other side so i hope that you enjoy it as well but give us a i, I don't know you know a lot about you personally and yeah. whatever you're comfortable with whatever you're not then that's fine but uh, give well, a little I bio think, on on you and sure man go ahead. Sure. i think i think first and foremost front and center is if you're going to put yourself out there you got to be an open book and uh you gotta you gotta be honest with yourself and then you gotta be are tuning in and, and devouring your content. And so for me, I'm an open book. Um, you know, there's only a couple of things that I leave off the table that are personal to me, um, which has yep. to do with my family and my kids and things like that. But outside of that in the fire service, I'm an open book. You can find me anywhere. And, and listen, man, you gotta be, you gotta be on the straight and on the up and up to, uh, to be able to promote content and oh, yeah. word out there. And so for me, I'm an open book. Um, started in the fire service, 1995. Yeah, 1995 it was, and uh, what's it called? Uh, volunteer in a small suburban town, Bergen County, New Jersey. Uh, the department's Franklin Lakes. It's a suburban community, 20 minutes outside of New York City. Um, big bedroom community for the city, so there's there's some affluence here. So you're talking larger square foot homes, bigger setbacks, uh, more of a uh, single family type community. 
Um, and that's where I was born and raised and, uh, and had the ability to uh, just fall in love with the community and the fire department. And I'm still here today at 43 years old. Uh, I'm still here today uh, as a member of the community and, and still on the fire department here. Um, growing up, uh, I went off to college. Um, interesting time for me. I was in college between um, 95 to 2000. So I took an extra half a semester. So I went four and a half maybe five years, but it's only because I enjoyed college and not so much that I partied or <laughs> too much, yeah. but uh, I, went to, I went to college up in Poughkeepsie, New York, Marist College. And uh, the department there was a combination department, paid in career. And, uh, and as soon as I got up there, I realized that they went to work and it was a busier department than from where I came from. So I hopped on board right away. My freshman year of college, uh, I, I went right to the firehouse and, uh, and rode for four and a half years with those guys. And made tremendous friendships and memories up there. Went to a lot of fires um, and just had a, just had a blast. And, um, and so that really got my, my love for the fire service even going even more. So um, if I wasn't, uh, you know, uh, studying wink, wink, or having a couple cold ones, <laughs> you know, I was at the firehouse running and, uh, and that was really yeah. my passion. The interesting about the interesting thing about that is how life plays out. Right. Cause when I went to college, the internet was brand new. I mean, my first email address was my freshman year of college. So I didn't yeah. know that there were live-in programs. I didn't know that other parts of the country had aggressive volunteer departments that did college programs and so on. And so um, I missed that. I missed that opportunity. And looking back on that, I would have loved to have been a live-in down in the, you know, in the Maryland system or in the Delaware or Pennsylvania system or somewhere. Um, to get that opportunity because I loved, I loved the fire service that much, but I also believed that I needed to go to college. Um, and, uh, and I don't, I don't really have any regrets looking back. Um, yeah. Going to, going to college for me, was fun. Um, you know, I had a blast there. And so I, I really fine tuned a lot of my love for the fire service throughout my years in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, and then obviously riding back in my hometown, um, and so on. When I got out of college, I had the ability, well, before I even got out of college, I had the ability to get hired. Um, I took some tests, I had the ability to get hired. I was close to graduating college. I deferred my tests, uh, or I deferred the employment. Uh, so I had, the, I had every bit of opportunity to get hired twice uh, during that time period, uh, but I deferred it both times to finish my education, uh, which looking back, I don't know if it was the right or wrong situation, but whatever, I made that decision. Uh, I felt education was important at the time. And then what happened was when I came out of that, I rolled into a family business that my father had. Uh, and I was second generation in the family business and it did very well for me and my family. And so I just didn't keep pursuing the, the, uh, the career route. And so I've been a professional volunteer for 25 years. Um, and I'm super proud of that. Um, I would have loved to have been on the job. I, I, I could have been on a job for over 20 years already. Um, and so on. And, uh, I had every opportunity to do that. And I just, uh, I didn't do it. I didn't follow through only because my other situation at the time I thought was, uh, was more important and would have given me uh, the financial stability that I wanted uh, yeah. in my family. So I made that decision and that's a personal choice. And uh, looking back, I don't regret it. Um, would have been nice to, you know, ride the apparatus in a, in a career position, but uh, I'm over that now. Um, the fun thing about where I come from too is the, this this sleepy town that I that I ride in. I mean, we only do about 700 calls a year, straight fire. We don't do any EMS. Um, you know, we don't go to fires on every shift. We we go to fires on a semi regular basis. So I mean, you're probably probably getting the 10 to 15 jobs a year. Um, you know, uh, you know, work whether it's first due or second due work. 
so I mean, we catch some work. Uh, it's not, you know, we're not, we're not Baltimore. We're not New York city. You know, we're not the, we're not the South Bronx. I mean, this is, you know, it's a, it's a suburban community, but I'm also a believer too that it doesn't matter how many jobs you go to. I mean, that perfects the craft, but your love yeah. for the job, you know, there's, there's kids out there and senior guys out there that ride in a, you know, real rural department with uh, that do a hundred calls a year. And they love their fire department and love the fire service as much as the guy that's in the busiest company in the country. So, you know, your love and passion for this industry is, is top shelf. It's who you are as an individual. Um, how you hone shape your, your craft and your training it has to do with your personal desire to how good you want to be and how far you want to pursue your career. Um, and so, you know, um, interesting conversations. But where I come from outside of New York City, where I am, we have the ability and have had the ability to pump out so many incredible kids into the career fire service. And that's the one thing that I'm super proud of is that, you know, as I've stayed behind and stayed in my hometown department, we've put out so many incredible guys um, just into career departments across the country. And I am super proud of that. Um, that's a, that's a real defining moment for me. Uh, it speaks to the culture that we've, you know, developed in my volunteer department uh, to make kids come in as a volunteer and want to pursue it as a career. Um, and for me, that's super satisfying. And the fact that, you know, we've put guys in places all over the country now uh, due to their drive and love for the volunteer house that they started in. And so that's a, that's a feather in our cap and I'm proud to wear that feather. So, <clears throat> yeah. And then, you know, I mean, just roll. I mean, it, that's, that's kind of my background. Um, and then, you know, rolling yeah. in, I still work for the family business, if you will. Um, riding fire trucks every night and weekends and whenever I'm home, I mean, uh, any chance I get, I'm out there um, and so on. But, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, and then I, funny, I had this come to, come to Jeremy moment, right? Where I was, I was uh, three years old, I was turning 40. And I said to my wife, I said, you know, I said, I work for the family business. And I said, I do everything for everybody in the family business. And I said, I never do anything for myself. And, uh, and she said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to start something that has to do with the fire service. I missed the opportunity to be a career fireman. But I said, I think there's a lot more I could do and give back. And, uh, and so I said, you know, there's, there's, a, there's something missing in the industry to me. Um, I grew up on fire engineering and firehouse. I grew, up with, um, I grew up with that influence. I grew up with the big names in the, in the magazines. And getting those magazines in the mail month and reading it cover to cover 16 times that month and couldn't wait to the next episode or next edition to come. And to me, that was, that's how I grew up in the fire service. We didn't have the access to uh, the instant uh, material today, the instant uh, content that you could find at the click of a button today. And uh, oh, yeah. to me, I felt that that was missing. Um, the excitement of the magazines has gone away. People aren't reading trade journals as much as they were. Everything's online. Everything's driven through social yep. people's attention spans are getting shorter. And so we need to be able to hit the industry and spread the good word like the magazines used to, but we need to do that on a current level. And for me, so I said to my wife, I said, I want to start something for the fire service. I think we could do uh, promote the good word, promote training, promote the brotherhood and the culture and tradition of it. And I think we can do that through, uh, through, you know, social media and, uh, and she said, well, then go for it. And then National Fire Radio was born. Uh, podcast, social media channels. I'm a big apparatus guy, so I enjoy doing the apparatus innovations and working with different manufacturers, traveling around the country to look at people's apparatus and sharing those tip tricks and hacks. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's fantastic. 
you know, how we do it here in Jersey is different than how you do it in Oklahoma and how they do it in Iowa and how they do it in California. Oh, yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that my way is better or your way is better. It just means that we do it differently. But why don't we share that? Why don't we share that with each yeah. other on a platform that people are paying attention to? And so that's really yeah. what the scope of National Fire Radio has become. Uh, and we have a lot of other things down the pipeline that are super exciting. And we've evolved over the two and a half years that we started this. Um, I've surrounded myself with fantastic people and through the platform, I've gotten to meet some people that I've only, uh, you know, truly dreamt of meeting. And that sounds weird, but you know, like, you know, like sports. I mean, if you're, if you're a huge baseball player, football player, or a big fan, you know, when you meet the people, the names of the industry, you get excited. Um, it's the same in a fire service. And I believe that, you know, there are, there are people that have laid the groundwork that when I came up, those are the guys that were writing those, those pages in the fire magazines. And those are the guys that I grew up on digesting their content and looking at them like they were the fire gods that I wanted to be. Um, you know, you want to emulate yourself like somebody that, that came before you that spreads the good word and, and love the job. And so for me, um, it's, it's so exciting to be able to meet these people through our platform now. Um, consider a lot of them friends now. We've become friendly and, and you know, and, and so on. So it's just the upside of this thing has just been so great. And, um, and I, I'm so thankful for how everything's turning out. The opportunity to, today to be on your show. I mean, I humbled by the beginning in the intro. Um, if we can make that kind of impact, um, you know, maybe with you, then maybe we've done it elsewhere. And if we have, then we win. Oh, yeah. I win, man. Oh, you yeah. know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm just, that makes my day and that makes this all worth it, you know? <clears throat> so let me ask you this. You know, you just talked about the, you know, the big names of the industry and being excited about that. Have you ever sat back and just thought, well, that's who I am becoming now? And I, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but, but seriously, I mean, the, the things you're doing, the, and I know you're not alone, but, you know, the, the team that you have, but the people you're reaching, the things you're doing, the stuff you're putting out there, that is the material that the next generation is consuming, like you're talking about, like you did when you were younger. And I just wonder if that's ever really sunk in for you to, to think about it like that. Sunken? No. Um, I, I consider myself truly, I mean, I don't know how cliche this is going to sound like a steward of the fire service, right? Like, I, I think that, you know, we have to hack the attention of today. Um, you know, the, the generation that I devoured, the generation that I just looked up to and, and held them on a pedestal for me, um, <clears throat> they're not on these channels <clears throat> as much as they should be, or understandably, you know, they're just, it's the next level for them. And and they don't know that. And, you know, the, the senior yeah. guys that I grew up with are aging out and, and they don't have the drive and desire to make that push because, you know, you can write an article and that article gets published four months later and, you know, you can take your time with it and so on. The social media game is all about hustle. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, it is, it's quantity, it's quality, right? And so on. So it's all about the hustle um, and you got it. You have to hustle. Um, and so it's not writing a magazine for a trade journal. There's a lot more to it. Um, there's some guys that are doing some incredible stuff right now. Um, and, and I'm super proud to call them friends and, and to watch it. Um, but I never, I don't consider myself somebody that is a um, leader in the fire service. I'm somebody, I think that, uh, you know, the way I view it is I'm, I'm somebody that I, uh, that, that just loves the fire service has an incredible passion for it. And through, through my giving back to this industry, it's putting it out there for people to digest, um, you know, and so on. So for me, <clears throat> I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know where 
our, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know where our influence is, um, but if we can impress upon uh, maybe that younger generation that, you know, traditional values, core values, the culture of your fire company, your, your self, your self promotion in through being better, making yourself better. Um, you know, I, there, there's so many things to hit on in this category. And, you know, at the end of the day, if we can influence in any way through some of our content or through our podcast or emulate, you know, want some of these young kids to emulate some of the people they hear on my podcast, because they're just like some of the best in the industry. You know, if I, if I can make that little bit of an impact, then we win. Like I said before, we win. Oh yeah. And, and that to me is everything. Um, you know, I, I like to think that our content is going to be around for a long time. I mean, the cool thing about social media is once it's out there, it's out there. Uh, it's never going anywhere. And, um, and so it's going to be there for people to digest. And I think people also have to realize that too. Uh, my kids, I mean, I have four, four kids, my youngest being uh, 12 years old, and then they go up from there. They digest social media every day. Their father's on social media every day. They watch me doing podcasts. They watch me doing, uh, you know, one minute Instagram videos. They watch all that and they know that I'm out there and they know that I'm in the public. You have to be very careful. The content you put out is there forever. And so their kids, my grandkids, you know, my great grandkids, my great great grandkids, they're all gonna be able to digest all the content that we put out. And so it, it, that matters. And having that, having that foresight, you have to understand that what you're putting out needs to be um, authentic and true. Um, it has to be right. It has to be, um, you know, paint, you have to paint it in an accurate and correct picture so that, um, you know, that the next generations can look at that and believe in it. Um, and that's where I think a lot of it happens too. You know, this, this whole thing is a, it's a big push. Um, you know, it's a lot of work. It's, uh, it's a lot to put out content on a, on a larger scale and putting out authentic content. Um, and that's, that's where creativity comes in. Uh, and the love for the job is finding those little niche areas in the job that we can document and share with people. I mean, that's, that's the most exciting thing. Yeah, I think, and we kind of touched on it a little bit maybe, and, and it's kind of the theme of what you're talking about right now, but I think there is such a huge accountability piece for myself doing this stuff because I, I want to make sure that, that what I am putting out there, like you said, is, is right you know it is is good and, and yeah there's there's probably some opinion stuff that you can go either way on but i i don't feel comfortable putting things out there that i don't want to stand behind and and, and so it makes me really pay attention to what i'm doing and and not only putting out there but what i'm doing at the station and then what i'm you know bringing home like we talked about and and so it's, it's been a really good tool for me to just tighten up kind of the things I'm doing, my, my character and, you know, stuff like that, because you can't do this stuff. Well, you can, there, there are people out there that, that probably don't just, put as much into it as we, we do, but, <laughs> but I can't I, I do that. It. And so it's, it's very helpful to me. I agree. I agree. So you, you know, that's one thing too, that we never talk about in the fire services you know, it's always the talk of, oh, I'm here to serve the community and I do this and that. You know what? I do a lot of this for myself. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm, and I think we can all agree to it, but we don't ever talk about it, is the fact that there's a lot of self-gratification that I get out of it, pushing myself, working harder, being better. You know, the fire service has done incredible things for me. And if I can give back a little bit because of that, 
you know, it's, it's a win for me. And that's my way of, of giving back to something that's done so much for me. But I do it because I love the thrill of it. I mean, we had a third alarm job the other day. First, dude, it was a fantastic job. It was lightweight construction, middle of the road townhouse. Place was rocking on arrival, seeping from all the eaves. Man, the, the gratification you get from coming away from a job like that is just, especially when it goes well, it's bread and butter, right? Everybody, you know, everybody does their job. Everybody does their job well. And we all go home and we high five each other. And it's, and it's a high five that's welcome because we did well. And, you know, and that's a testament yeah a testament to your culture and your fire company and being aggressive and all of that. And so when that all comes together and accumulates, accumulates in a, in a, in a fire like that and things go well, I mean, you take away, you know, the team and promoting your fire company and the culture of your fire company as being aggressive and good, but you also go home on a high, the euphoria from incidents like that. I don't, you know, nobody likes to talk about that, but that's fact. And, you know, that's that drive that keeps us going. Um, and so, you know, for me, there's some, there's some selfishness, to the fire service, like we talked about with National Fire Radio. It's selfishness that I get to meet all these great people and go to great places and, you know, and all that. And, and my takeaway from that is just incredible. And, and I, I am forever grateful for it. Um, but uh, you're right, man. When, when you do things like this, the accountability is there. You have to be accountable for, for what you're doing and how you act and, and, and so on. So you're 100% right, man. <clears throat> you asked me before we push record and I, I decided just to go ahead and, and do it because I didn't want to waste any good conversation but uh kind of where this came from for me and, and I'll keep it as, as short as I can but yeah. just to give you some some uh behind the scenes so I've been on 18 years and I have had some ups and downs I've I've been the lazy person that wasn't involved I've been whatever and everywhere in between and the just the past year really experienced a, a rebirth, I would call it, in my fire service career. So I'm now a station officer in, in charge of, of other people and, and brand new people. And all of that just started accumulating and, and just fired me up and wanted or made me want to do more. It wanted me to be a part of it made me want to be a part of something bigger than than what I am. And so I tried to start reaching out to my department, trying to do things, you know, officer development stuff, uh, mentoring stuff, and just nothing. Just walls, what, was, walls, what, was walls. The, what was that rebirth for you? What, was, what prompted that? To, to be honest, it, it was getting a, a new firefighter on my crew. Uh, I, awesome. I, at that point, you know, I was, was a station officer for about a year and a half, so very new in the role. But I hadn't, I'd had experienced people with me. And getting that new firefighter it was like i have a choice i can either remain where i'm at which you know we were doing good things we were a good company but i was not going to be able to give that person any kind of fault into his future at where we were at or you know i could stay there or i could step my stuff up and really put him on a path to succeed as best as I possibly could and it just it put a lot on I mean it, it really like my mind the, the it, it was just an amazing switch with my mind and it and it it put me on a track of like man I I couldn't stop thinking of of stuff you know just leadership stuff and and training it, it's just like it made my it made me mentally like a freaking psychotic person because I just had all this stuff inside 
and it was starting to build resentment and anger towards my department because I, I wasn't allowed to use it at all. And so I had another you are, choice. You are so the norm, was, man. That's happening everywhere. Happens everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Really? I, I mean that. I know. But, uh, but at that point, it was like I can either choose to feed this resentment and anger and start putting out emails that totally take away from my message, or I could find other outlets to, to get it out. And so that led to writing and social media and, and kind of when I got to that point, I started listening to podcasts. Like I said, you know, yours was one of the main ones. It was one of the main ones I listened to, but then I got, uh, I got on with 10 red line radio had a call in show one day on, I think yeah. it was violent Valentine's sure. and Sean, I did that and brothers, yeah, it was real, just awesome. Oh yeah. Great guys. Yep. But I just, I loved it so much just having that conversation. And, and so that kind of triggered me to thinking, you know, maybe that's, and it's far, far beyond my personality to be doing this. And so it took a while to kind of talk myself into it, but that that's, you know, a, a very compact version of, of how I'm here. And, and, but yet, like you said, it is amazing how many people I'm meeting and talking to that literally you change a couple tiny details and their story is my story. And, and it just tells you that there's so many more out there that, that need to be reached and, and need to be helped. I think, um, you know, the, the fun thing about, um, I think the fun thing about what we did in the beginning stages was <clears throat> when we hopped on and we started pumping out content and, uh, and so on. It was fun to see that I don't think the, especially like Instagram and so on, there weren't as many pages as there are today. Um, and so, you know, oh, yeah. when we first got going on it, um, it was fun to start seeing all these pages start popping up. And I like to think that, you know, maybe we, we kind of help facilitate the okay, the green light to say, listen, guys, there's, this is a new day. This is a new age in the fire service. Yep. We need to connect with, we need to connect and be on the platforms that matter and where the attention is. And so I, I'd like to think that maybe we, you know, kind of gave some permission to the green light for people to start their pages um, or start producing more content for their pages and come out from the shadows. You know, the fire service is super unique that, you know, we love the crap on people before we lift them up. And it could oh, be, yeah. it could be one of the best guys in the industry, but we'll crap on their content because yeah. maybe they're speaking at a church or, they shouldn't be doing this or they shouldn't be putting out their content for free. You know, Hey, we have people pay us for that. Right. So like there's all these conversations that happen, but the fire service is super unique in the fact that like we love to keep each other down instead of promoting one another. And to me, I, I just, I think it's so backwards. And I think we have an obligation now more than ever to promote one another, to push out, to get the content out there, to educate our firefighters because when we suppress people from trying to be themselves or we suppress people from putting out a message and it, you know, of course, good message, right? There's a lot of, there's a lot of terrible things out there too that promote the bad. Um, and to those people, I just don't have time. And we've had, I mean, listen, I've had pages yeah. that mock us and I, I don't care. Like the last thing I care about that somebody's willing, somebody's willing to take time to digest my content only to, only to speak badly about it. I feel sorry for them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have time in my day to read the negativity, let alone read the negative, you know, read something yeah. and put my own spin on. It's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that those people exist in the fire service. 
And if they do, they're absolute mutts. They're mutts in the firehouse. They're mutts online. They're mutts in their personal life. They probably treat their wife and kids like shit and so on. It's, it's character. It's character. Yeah. We lack, yeah. lack character sometimes. And when we talk about the senior man and we talk about tradition and culture in the fire service, we want stand-up people. We want people that want to promote the good, but quietly in the shadows will tear them down. And it's, it's absolutely mind-coming to me. There are so many great people in this fire business. There are so many great names and departments out there that have so much to share. But so many people are so cautious to share because they're worried about the repercussions. And I think that's, I think that's oh, yeah. ridiculous. I think it's wildly yeah. ridiculous. But I love to see what's happened in the last two and a half years. There's been a lot of great training pages that pop up. There's several that come to mind. Nick Esposito's Truck Tactics, Mickey Farrell's Top Floor, Matt Pagliano's Boogie Down, right? Like all these guys have uh, Nick Barton's page, Flow and Vent, right? Like all these guys are putting out just really good, solid content to educate the consumer. And, and the consumer is us. The cons uh, it's me, it's you, it's them, right? It's yeah. everybody, you know? When you can send a picture of a tower ladder setting up properly in front of a building, a, a, a quick picture in the Instagram feed can literally teach you a thousand things in 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so just that little piece of content alone is helpful for the masses. So instead of the people hopping in the feed and picking apart the one or two little things that might be wrong in it, why don't you promote the good, right? Not everything is perfect and not everybody's flawless. So every single guy that's picking apart stuff in a feed on an Instagram channel or a YouTube channel or a Facebook page, right? Anybody that's on there spewing negativity, they spew negativity everywhere. And, and they're not what we yeah. need in this industry. And now more than ever, and because all of a sudden there's a platform that allows them to speak their mind, do you think anybody cares what your opinion is? Nobody cares what my opinion is. Nobody cares what your opinion is, right? People put content out there to share, to make this industry better. And then the negativity spin on it is just horrendous. And we need to get over that. We need to push that aside. We need to get rid of those people. We need to get them out of our business because there's so much good. And now more than ever, we need to promote the good and stay away from the negativity. Everything in this world is so negative nowadays. We need to promote the positivity, plain and simple. Yeah, and that was that was a, a hurdle you know, personally for myself. You know, the first, for some of the first training videos that we put out, and you know, I I love posting stuff of us training. You know, my crew, myself training. So it, I I'm not going to take the time to blur out the name of my department. Like you, I, I'm an open book. I don't care. I feel like I I don't anything that I need to hide behind so it, it was hard for me to see that stuff you know talking about you know the, the crap that was on the video and and putting negative you know stuff to it and I was like what are you doing and yeah it, it's just something you gotta you just gotta get over because it, it it doesn't matter what you put out somebody is somebody can have the ability to do that and you just gotta you know just keep going if, if you feel like what you're doing is right. You're doing a good thing. Just do it. I have, and and I hopefully just, yeah, go ahead. ignore it and it'll go away. No, yeah, go I mean, ahead. I got, listen, I got some of the thickest skin around, man. I, I, you know, I, you have to, right? If you put yourself out there a hundred, yeah. that's the best thing about what we're talking about here, Jeremy. And the fact that your name is Jeremy is just like top shelf, brother. <laughs> top shelf. Fantastic name. But we're, where I'm going with this is very much this. When you're 100% authentic and you're willing to put yourself out there, nobody has anything on you and they never will, right? You admit yeah. your 
that's you admit you stay in your lane you know what you're talking about you don't know what you're talking about as long as you're an open book and you're transparent and honest with everybody nobody's got anything on me man i challenge somebody to come find me and put and have something against me that's valid you're not going to find it and that's the thing i had to make that decision when we started this platform i had to make that decision with national fire radio that we had to be an open book we can't pull you know we can't hide we can't not talk about reality. We can't not talk about ourselves. Um, you know, like I said, there's a couple of things off the table. I'll talk about my wife and kids, but you're not going to see them paraded all yep. over. I just choose. I just choose yep. not to do that. But yep. you have to be authentic because if you're if you're upfront with the with the viewer and the, and the consumer, nobody's got anything on me. I win. I win. Like nobody yep. nobody can tear me down. You know, and you have to have thick skin and you have to be able to be attacked. I've been attacked personally so many times with this page. And there are so many people out there that are just looking to twist and twerk and, and, and turn things around on you. Well, that's fine. Like I, you know, you gotta, you gotta move past it. You know, this is, this is a long-term play for me. This national fire radio in my eyes is going to be the biggest platform in the fire service. And, and that's where I'm going to go. And, uh, and nothing's yeah. going to deter me from doing that. And it's certainly not going to be some 45 year old guy that lives in his mother's basement. It's just not going to happen. You know? <laughs> Yeah, so. stuff, that, stuff that I've tried to make sure I involve in, in my posts and things like that is, you know, we we record a lot of, of stuff we do because of this. You know, I, I love putting stuff out, like I said. And so when you're doing that constantly, you're you're recording the mistakes and the mess ups as well. And and I feel personally like if I'm going to be putting out this good stuff of, of trying to influence people trying to motivate people you know all that well or inspire people well i need to put out the the, the lesser stuff as well so you know, when i get those things recorded or, or thoughts that come through my head that i mess up i like putting that out there as well and and maybe that's a big part of why some of that negativity has kind of gone away because like you said i i make fun of myself more than anybody else you know i show my mistakes before anybody else Sure. Them up for me and so you know I, I just think that maybe that's out there a little bit but i don't see a lot out there you know of, of kind of that mindset and, and we're human we're, we're gonna mess up i'm not gonna do things perfectly you know i'm gonna have a bad day every once in a while and so but it goes it goes to that mindset in the firehouse it goes to that mindset that we don't want to show people our faults and we don't want to show people yeah. that we're secure we don't want to show people that we might not be the best at forcing a door or cutting a roof or stretching a line. And, it, and so, you know, it just, it comes down to that really the individual, right? Who you are and what you're willing to, what you're willing to uh, accept. <clears throat> yeah. I think something else with that too is, is just for my crew. And, and, and this is me putting words in their mouth. So I don't know, but I feel like, Hey, if my captain is willing to put himself out there and, and show his mistakes and mess up and all that, then, you know, I should be out there doing the same thing. You know what I mean? It just kind of helps to alleviate some of the fear of messing up and, and stepping out of your comfort zone type mentality. I agree. I also think it, I also think it allows for um, better communication. Um, I think that, you know, when, when you are, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, there's that, I'm still a traditionalist that, you know, sometimes you just got to swallow it. I mean, I, you know, I, I walked out of my, <laughs> right because you know i don't like i'll be honest with you i don't like how soft we're getting i don't like how soft mm -hmm. my kids are 
I don't like how soft the fire service is becoming. I don't like how soft society is becoming. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, oh, yeah. I, I struggle yeah. with all of that. I struggle with the fire service. I struggle every day. I struggle trying to comprehend the newer point of view on some issues in the firehouse where you just look at them and go, what are you, where are you coming from? That, there's no room for that here, you know, but you yeah. also have to find sometimes you have to compromise and sometimes you have to find common ground. And, you know, and it's just, it's troubling to me. In a volunteer service, I can't understand for the life of me how a guy wants, to, how a guy can miss a job. I just, I just don't get, I don't get it. I mean, I've been doing this a couple of years now. I get pissed off if I'm not in town and I miss a first due job. Like I come home and I'm, I'm yeah. literally pissed off because I don't get to get on the, I don't get to go on the field every day. You know, I, I get called out yeah. on the field maybe once, twice a month, you know, for a job. And so, you know, for me, man, I, oof, I, but some of these kids are like, oh, I wasn't feeling well. That's why I wasn't here. And I'm like, what? I'm like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> I've been, to a, I went to a first fire when I had the flu. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. like you don't, you don't get the, you don't get to be called out to the, onto the field every second of the day. So you better be there when you can. And it's that mindset, you know? Um, and, and so on. So I just, you know, for me, I don't know, there's, it's an interesting time. Um, it's an interesting time just in the world, but in the fire service too. Um, I do and try to emulate the, the stronger type in the firehouse. I mean, I remember, you know, guys growing up that had, you know, the big hands and they were six, you know, the, these guys were eight feet tall with, you know, bananas as big. You know, these guys were, you know, they would, they would knock down walls with a single punch. I mean, that's, that's how, when I grew up in the firehouse, that's who I wanted to be. You know, I looked at these guys and I go, these guys didn't complain about a single thing, you know, and now all yeah. we do is complain. And and I think that we need to try to instill some of that back. We need to we need to rewind it a little bit. We need to get a little bit tougher. <clears throat> I think people in general need to toughen up, but I think in the fire service, I mean, inherently this is a blue collar job. You're gonna get hurt. I talk about it all the time. You're gonna get hurt, you're gonna bleed, you're gonna barf, you're gonna, you're gonna need oxygen, you're gonna go to the hospital. Like these are just things that happen and you we can't make this job 100% safe. And we also have to toughen. Yeah. You have to, we have to teach, we have to teach the newer generations that you just sometimes got to suck it up, plain and simple. Yeah. You like it, tough. You know, sometimes it's tough. You don't get a say. Sometimes you don't get a redo. So you know what? Like tough. And, and I think the fire service now more than ever needs that message that, listen, we understand, we hear you. However, you don't get a you don't get a say right now. Like this is this is an evolving industry, right? And we have to still maintain some of this strong line, traditional, you know, uh, bigger than life type senior man stuff, and just tell these tell these. Uh, and listen, this isn't just new kids. This could be a guy twenty years in the fire service. Oh yeah, that's been entitled. Oh, yeah. yep. He's had entitlement his whole career, yeah. and now it's you know, and and boo, yep. and then you know, I, I just I have a hard time with that, and. Um, and I try as a father to instill, you know, the values into your children that, you know, they need to be accountable and, and they need to, uh, you know, there's all types and, 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 and different things in life that you need to deal with. Um, and I think that's, that's an important lesson. And that lesson needs to be spread across the fire service too. Hands down. Yeah, one, one thing that, that really irritates me is the whole millennial conversation. You know, the millennials are this, the millennials are that. And, and you look in a fire station and 
it's not just the millennials air quotes that are sitting staring at their phone all day long it's every other person of every experience level from five to 20 to 20 plus years doing the exact year, man, same thing laziest guy in the firehouse now yeah it, exactly the firehouse. <laughs> i've done this i don't i don't need to go out on the floor and show yeah. these guys they know how to do this by now blah 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 it's bullshit truly like i yeah. i what i find it's troubling right you know everybody wants to crap all over the millennials and you know what sure some of them are some of them need a little uh, more assistance than others they're not maybe cut from the same rug you yep. were 25 years ago, 30 years ago, fine. All right. But we need to find common ground with them, but they still want to be there. They still want to be there. So if they yep. want to be there, embrace them, figure out how to work with them and then work with them. The guys that, the guys that drive me bananas are the ones that raised them. The millennials were raised by the guys that are senior in the firehouse now. So they're directly responsible yep. for the way these guys and kids act. So if that's the case, you're to blame. Get off the get off the couch, get off the recliner, get out and train, go show these new kids that you still have it. I mean, that's that's what has to happen. And that's not happening. Yeah. We, we all are looking for the easy way out now more than ever. Yeah. I I cannot agree with you more. It's it's like the people that that gripe the most about that are the people that should have the most influence on changing it. <laughs> but they're not. Absolutely. And, and, and it's like, what do you, you don't have the right to gripe about anything if you aren't willing to put the work in to change it or at least do what you can to change it. And I just, I just it, had it this conversation. I just had this conversation literally two hours ago with a friend of mine who uh, I sent him a little, uh, I sent him uh, a sign, the Taylor Tins sign. Taylor's a good friend, does a lot of work for me through the platform and so on. And I had a sign made for, um, for a buddy of mine up in, up in New England. And I sent it to him just on a, just out of nowhere because it's, you know, he does so much for the fire service and the fools organization and so on. I wanted to recognize him. Uh, and, and it was just a token of appreciation. And he goes, what, what is this? And thank you. Oh my God, this is so nice. It's just a small token of thanks. I said, you know, you, you, you work so hard for the fire service. And he goes, and then he showed me a picture of something else. And he, and the conversation went back and forth about, you know, how, you know, everybody loves it, but nobody would ever do it, right? So they put like a new sign on the engine or something. And it's like, you know, and it, it's just one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, everybody loves it. It looks great, but nobody would ever have done it if I didn't do it. And I said, that's because change requires one. And not everybody, you know, everybody thinks it's great, yeah. but wants to put the extra effort into do it. And so we have these conversations all the time. And, you know, and I, I just think yeah. that, need to have some real conversations and everybody shies away from the real conversations um, and so on. But I don't think it's a generational thing because if you think about it and you want to talk about millennials today, no. generation before was the biggest slackers and the generation before them was the biggest slackers. And, you know, even yep. the, oh, yeah. right? the world war two generation, I mean, you know, you're talking some of the toughest people that's ever been in this, in this country. And, you know, the generation before them thought they were slackers. So it's just, it's just evolution, right? Yeah. It's what we do with it. It's how we act. And you can go in the fire. Listen, there are departments, there are volunteer fire companies in this country that are run by 25 and, and younger that go to four or five, 6,000 calls a year, right? You go to some of these bunking programs and it's all younger kids. And you know what? Those guys have motivation. They want to be there. They have a culture of drive. They have a culture that they want to be firefighters and be the best firefighters they can. Well, they're millennials. What's the, what's the difference? 
It's the leadership. It's the culture. It's cultivating a, a place that people want to be. You know, people want to be, you know, when you have an all-star company, the slackers aren't there. If you have an A company, the B, C, and D players will never ride there or want to be in that house because they're going to get walked on. And so they go to the yeah. slacker shop, you know, and, and that's just how it works, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's something that, you know, you guys like to talk, you love talking about those things. And I do as well. It's, it's the, the fire service tradition, the, the company pride, the, the culture and you know, all those things that I just, I can't get enough of that type of conversation right now. And I just really, I really love it. And I really love trying to create that, you know, at my current, uh, right now. And, but man, it is such, it's so much work and, and just goes right back to what we're talking about. If, if that's what I want, then I know I've got to be the one to want to put the work in for it. But sometimes it just feels like, why am I the only one that wants this? I don't understand. You know, I, I, I don't understand why you don't want to get better, why you don't care about what we're doing, you know, things like that. It's just, it's hard to wrap your head around sometimes. I get, I get messages all the time from, from kids, typically younger guys, uh, volunteer and career who just want to vent about where they ride or where they're a firefighter and how they, how they are so excited and they want to do this and they want to do that. They want to train. They want to do extra. They want to promote. They want to do, uh, you know, put a sticker on the rig, you know, get a new logo, like all these things. And then like, I want to go to external training. I want to bring a guy in to do external training here and so on. And they're so suppressed by their own people and the leadership. Right. I mean, you know, you, you think about, I don't know the numbers, I probably should by now, but I don't know how many fire companies there are in the country and how many fire, how many firefighters there are. But my point is this, is 95% of this industry, and I'm throwing that number out there, but I'm going to go with it. 95% of this industry are, are rural and suburban departments. Not everybody has the ability to be in a big city where they're going to work all the time. And so you get into these, you get into these areas and you have all these gun-ho kids that come in and they're suppressed by the chief that's been there for 25 years, right? Or they're suppressed by officers that are unmotivated and just said, this is the way it is, kid, deal with it. And you are, there's nothing worse than watching the spirit drain out of somebody that's excited and, and excitable in this job. And when you have these kids that just all they want is for somebody to just lead them. And so many of these kids or in firehouses where they just don't have that. That sucks. And I hear about it yeah. all the time. And I feel for that, man. I'm like, go find minded people. Seek out a department that wants to do yeah. more. Go there if you can. Like, you know, find opportunity. Because to make opportunity and to change a culture is so difficult. And I, and I listen, I'm not going to, it's not all, you know, sunshine and rainbows. Like, you're not going to change your company culture. Oh. Overnight. You're not going to change your department's culture overnight especially when you have people with longevity there that, that are trying to suppress any type of change um, and so on. It's super hard. I'll be honest. It, it is super hard. I could sit here and tell you just work hard at it and, you know, maybe it will change. I don't know if it will or will. You know, I've seen it both ways. I do know this. Don't ever sacrifice your own values. Don't ever sacrifice your own uh, drive because some shitbag above you doesn't allow you to excel. 
You know, it is all about pushing yourself to be better. It's all about, you know, the only way your fire company is going to be better is if you better yourself. And that's through skills. That's through training. That's through, um, you know, people skills, learning compassion and empathy, making yourself a better person. That's how you better your fire company. And it is contagious. You get one or two kids that get excited, maintain that line. Do not sacrifice your proficiency. Do not, do not let them win. And push hard and you'll get one by one they will start signing on board the problem is that's a long-term play and it's hard oh, yeah. to get beaten down uh people transfer people people just they lose their drive and desire especially in a volunteer service um where you know you could have some incredible firefighters and just because of the poor leadership or lack of lack of want these kids just they they dwindle away and, and they they go from wanting to be aggressive good firefighters to you know, bottom of the barrel and they weed themselves out. And we just can't afford to do that. Um, you have to, as an individual, push yourself. Nobody's going to do it for you. And the only way you're going to get change is if you are literally wanting that change and pushing yourself every single day to represent the change you want. Fact. Yeah, and I've talked about it a little bit on here. And that's another thing that I've kind of had to learn and, and uh, oh, I guess is just if if there are days. So, so me, I feel like I want to do something every day. I want to learn something every day. I want to grow a little bit, at least every day. And, and okay, I get that not everybody feels that way. So there's there's a challenge there to either push them into doing it, or just going and doing it yourself and and getting what you need out of it. And there's a balance there. I, I, I get that you can't do all of one or the other. It, it's got to be a little bit of balance, but I'm okay now with going, grabbing whatever equipment that I want to work on for the day and just going and doing something myself, if, if that's how it plays out. If, if it comes down to either doing nothing or doing that by myself, I'm okay with that. So for the most part, I want us to be involved together doing stuff, but when, on days where things just aren't working out, I, I can do that and know that I feel better because I got something out of the day and not have to drag somebody into it to do it you know, with me. I get it. I get it. And that's that, that's yeah. that personal, personal push, you know, that personal drive for yourself. You know, you said you want to learn something every day. You want to do something every day to better yourself. I mean, that's just personal drive. You know how many people don't? You know, I mean, yeah. just, you know, listen, I, I'm trained. I've been to fires. Like I'm a fireman. I'm fine. Like I don't need to learn how to stretch that 350 line better. I don't need to learn how to force that door better. That exists probably, that's probably more rampant and prevalent than, than proficiency in wanting to better yourself. Um, it's yeah. creating, like I said, it's creating that culture that people want to better themselves. Um, and it starts with your, your personal first, and then it snowballs into being a firefighter. And, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, National Fire Radio has done that to me. You know, I said, if I'm going to stand up and, and be, uh, be a voice on our platform and be transparent, then I need to be honest with myself, too. That means I got to fix things in my life. I got to fix things at the firehouse, fix my, my actions at the firehouse and make sure they represent what I'm talking about. Um, it's that accountability. Um, that's probably one of the most important things, I think, out there to build better character. I really do. Yeah. And I think something else too is, is there's always a hope 
in the back of my mind that, okay, I'm doing this every day because first off, I, that's what I said. You know, I said that I want to do something every day, so I need to be doing something every day. But hopefully, eventually, I'll get one more person that wants to do something every day. You know, and and, and you know, it just kind of hopefully over time builds. But like you said, that's it's a long game. It's a a, a game of patience and. And patience. Most people in our it's patience is not as <laughs> nobody has patience anymore. You know, things don't yeah. happen overnight, you know, and, and that's the thing too that has to be discussed is that you know, things take time and, and you have to have patience and nothing happens overnight. And that's really a big conversation in the fire service too, where you know, hundreds of years of steeped in tradition of why we do things, and then somebody, you yeah. know, the other kid wants that change. And they expect that change to happen overnight and not take time. Things take time. You have to learn how to politic your way through. You want to change that cross-lay design or that rear load. You want to go from a flat load to a, to a Minuteman or even like a tenement load or something. That takes time because you have to educate the guys yep. that been there before. You have to educate why. And it takes time. And I've had these conversations with people and I love it. I love hearing the success stories that come out of it. But it also didn't happen overnight. And if you do it over, there's resentment and it doesn't work and you can't sell it to everybody. There's a lot of politics involved in the firehouse and getting things oh, yeah. for the right reasons, but you still have to go through the paces to get it done. Everything is a long game. You have to have patience. And now more than ever, nobody has patience. Nobody. Yeah. I, I completely agree with it. And I can speak from personal experience. That, that's who I am. But yeah. You got to figure it out. You, you got to do it because if you want to have anything change, if you want to be involved in change, if you want something to be better, it is you need to be the person to do it. And and that's it's just going to have to come. So that's yeah. definitely been an area that I need to grow in for sure. The uh, I talked about you know tr tradition and things like that as as far as something you love to discuss talk about so my department we're 117 ish years old we're, we're actually older than our state right and and saying that i've done a lot of thinking lately of, of just kind of what we are tradition what are our traditions that i really like and to be honest and not trying to bash on my department but i don't know a lot of those i, I can't think of a lot of things like that do you feel like there's a lot of that out there that just you know we're, we're a fire department okay what else so what what makes us Edmund? Edmund is who I work for what makes us the Edmund fire department what are the traditions that we love that we hold dear you know I can't I mean 18 years there I don't know a lot of things that I could answer that with do you see that uh, a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's super unique, right? So where I am in the Northeast, right, in New Jersey, um, you have some of the oldest fire companies in the country are here in the Northeast. Um, you look at, we are really steeped in tradition uh, in the Northeast. I think when you talk about, you know, Massachusetts, Boston, New York City, uh, you know, and, and all these older departments, there is tremendous um, company pride tremendous tradition and culture that run very deep. And a lot of people know the stories. However, people are starting to forget the stories too. And I know also yeah. uh, a friend of mine out in Texas, 
when we first started National Fire Radio, he reached out. He's like, hey, can we chat and we talk? And, you know, I said, yeah, here's my number, man. And I'm not afraid to chat with anybody. So I said, here's my number. I, I give it out. It's not a big deal to me. And I said, yeah, give me a call. He calls me and says, listen, he goes, I'm so jealous of the Northeast. Like, he goes, all your, like New York City, right? Everybody knows New York City and it's, you know, world's largest fire department, all this stuff, right? And every single company has their logos, their mascots in the tradition and stories that are hung and adorn the walls of their firehouses. Yep. And, you know, you, you go to other parts of the country. I was talking to him. Their area in Texas is growing so fast that they have two new fire stations popping up every, every six months because their area is, is growing so fast with population. And yeah. it's sterile. You walk in and it looks like a hospital. It's, you know, you know, yeah, doors, exactly. walls, nothing on, no, no tradition on the walls. No, uh, no traditions. The fire company started in, in 2019. We have no, tr there's no tradition here. We're just, it's a place we work. We walk in, we go to work, we go home. There's no like steeped culture and tradition in that firehouse that make people maybe sign on just that little bit more. Right. Um, I still, love walking into older firehouses and seeing the pictures on the walls and hearing the stories from some of the old timers and the guys on the line. Um, great story. We're up in West Point uh, Military Academy in New York and uh, we were shooting some content up there, walking through the firehouses and, uh, you know, with their, their command staff and so on. And we walked in and they invited us for dinner that night. So we had dinner with the, the shift at the, at the main station and, uh, and uh, there was an older gentleman there who was retired. And he comes through like once, twice a week. He's retired and they welcome him with open arms. He walks in, has a cup of coffee and he tells stories. And it was fun to watch the, the guys on the line that day go, oh, I never, I never heard that story before. Oh yeah, look. And then he thumbs through like the archive and he can show pictures and relate stories to it. That does wonders for your culture yeah. of the firehouse. You know, it makes people take ownership a little bit more. When you have a sterile environment that is more of a place of employment or even in the volunteer service, there's, there's no sense of community in that firehouse. You don't take really ownership of it, right? When, when you have, when you have a, a large uh, colored past with a lot that has happened before you got there and it's going to carry on long after you're there, right? You almost feel a bigger sense of ownership that say, Hey man, I'm here. I recognize and see every single day when I walk down the hallway, I have all these eyes staring back at me of people that have been here before me and I've laid that foundation and groundwork before I've been here. You take a little bit more ownership, maybe a little more pride. Maybe you, you scoop out the cobwebs out of the corner of the hallway that day because you feel like everybody's watching you or you pick up that paper towel that's laying on the ground instead of stepping over it. And, and those are those little things. That I think those little nuances make a difference in the ownership of your fire department and your fire company. And that translates exponentially out on the fire ground and in training and so on. So how important is that? It's huge. It's huge. Um, and unfortunately it's not everywhere. And unfortunately there are departments that aren't steeped in tradition uh, and, and they don't have a colored uh, past that they want to share with their people. But, you know, Jeremy, maybe, maybe the conversation should be if you don't, maybe get on board and start trying to preserve it. Go back in the archive and start trying to promote it. Um, Jared Van Eck, who rides down in uh, Spartansburg, South Carolina, who's a friend of mine, he moved from New Jersey down there to, to be a fireman. They started bringing back some of that culture and tradition into their firehouses. They, they researched and hung pictures up on the wall. They enlarged photos. They, they started doing company logos so that they can start getting a little more company pride. You know, before it was just 
I don't know, throw, picking this out of midair, but before they were Engine 12. Now it's like Engine 12, the Dragon Slayers or whatever, and they, and they you know, and they put a patch and a logo that represents who they are. You start to take more ownership. When, when command staff yeah. and municipalities allow companies to be more individual, when they allow the fire department to take on their own persona, you start to get people to buy in more. We need now more than ever people to buy into their company, their firehouse, which helps build the culture, which makes you a better fire department. Absolutely. And that is exactly kind of where I'm going. And, and, and literally, that's, that is my new challenge. And, and this is probably within the past two to three weeks, just something I've realized and really, really want to start the journey on is, so the culture of my fire department is we have stations. We've got five fire stations. That, that's what they are, and, and that is what that is literally what they are. What you're talking about is that the white walls you go in, like my personal station, there's there's some stuff hanging on the walls, but it's crap that I nobody even knows what it is. It's you know, a couple paintings that mean nothing to know anybody, but things that that don't give anything to crew to the, the culture to you know anything and so that like I said that is kind of the challenge that I have started within myself is I want to turn that place into a firehouse I, I have literally started trying to kind of compile a list of captains and you know, older people that have gone to spend some time there and, and trying to reach out to them to get some of those pictures and and, and to gain some of that, exactly what you said, some of that pride, some of that tradition and history. And, you know, we, we don't do, you know, we're, we're not New York City either. You know, we don't have a lot of action. But we, we've got a lot of stuff through the, the time. I mean, we, we literally, in our district, probably 10 years ago, had the greatest fire loss in Oklahoma history. And, and you wouldn't know that because there's nothing that would tell you that unless you were there. And so that is exactly why I wanted to ask you that question is because I'm a part of something that, that I, I feel is lacking. And so my next question, and you already kind of answered it is, is how you get to that point. If that's where you're at, how do you get it back? And, and maybe even if, if you're able to get it back. Yeah. I mean, so, just like anything else, you know, it's digging through the, the archives, digging through people that have gone that, that might have some pictures, you know, that type of thing. And so, uh, you know, what, you know, what I find fun, though, is and I think it'd be super contagious, is that if you start this process, if you start looking back and pulling out photos and you start pulling out video records and articles from the, you know, the library or whatever, right, you start compiling data of the past and you start spilling that out on the table every time you're working people are going to start picking up start looking at it start digesting it and they're going to see where you're trying to go and and that's that's the that's how you want it to become you want it to be contagious right the more contagious it is right the better it gets it, the quicker it spreads and and you start getting people to sign on and they say you know look what jeremy's doing man this is awesome remember this fire from the 80s like this one bah, 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 bah. and like people have you know, you start telling, I mean, some of my favorite things in a firehouse is standing around and just telling stories of, of yesterday, you know, talking about the past jobs. Yeah. I love coming back from a run 
and uh, and wheeling the engine down a street that we had a, 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 a good fire on and, and telling the new kids that knew nothing about that fire, we stop in front of the house for half a second or we point it out and say, man, we had a rocking job in this place and we talk about it. Like those are those, it's those little yeah. things, it's those little pieces that I think build up to a bigger, you know, a bigger thing. And, um, you know, and it takes work. It takes hard work. It takes drive. It takes, you know, looking, you know, set a, set a goal and go get it. Right. And how do you do that? Well, you got to take all these little steps to get to it. Um, I would, I would love to hear where you are six months from now on the, on this and, and see, you know, if it's contagious, if it's catching on now, listen, doesn't mean everybody's going to go and, and start researching everything. But at least you start getting conversations going where people yeah. accept. And then you say, hey, why don't we get some of these photos enlarged? Let's get them on the wall. How cool would that be? You know, and this and that. And, and when, when people yeah. sign on to that, they take ownership. And then the ownership allows that to happen. And so I, I wish you nothing but success with that because that's only going to better you, your department, your guys. I mean, it's just that's a home run, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and something else kind of. And I think kind of what started this journey for me is, you know, we've built several props that we have just at our our, our station. I keep calling it the station because that's what I know it is. But uh, so we we've got one of the big giant hose bed prop. We've got a, a door portable entry prop. Now we have a Denver prop and a box with wires. And I kind of did some work on the back of our host tower and have a target area for ladder deployment and things like that and and i think that's kind of what started that kind of that conversation in my head is because that's i consider that part of of the whole journey you know we have a firehouse that is basically a, a miniature training ground on and, and yeah. that is part of who we are now it wasn't before we started it and so i think that's cool to kind of start creating those those things you know with your environment with your culture and, and that's kind of what has started the process yeah and i love it and it, it, it takes little things like that and and as as you go it expands um and people start to buy in you want the buy-in the buy-in is what the buy-in is where the excitement is and that's what allows you to move forward um is the buy-in do you, as far as the fire service goes, uh, you know, you, you talked about kind of losing some of that. Do you think we're headed in the right direction? Or do you, th you think that's something that is, if we don't really get a handle on, we're kind of headed in the wrong direction as far as losing that, that culture, that, that tradition, all that. You know, I don't know where we are. Um, I'll be honest, because I'm torn. Some days I have great days where I'm like, man, it is alive and well. And other days you sit there and shake your head and go, what the hell is going on? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a struggle. It's a back and forth struggle. Um, I think we're okay. I don't think it's doom and gloom. I think things have changed. I think people have changed. Um, and with all of that comes change to the fire service. Um, I do think, though, that we need to maintain a line of proficiency. We need to maintain, we should not sacrifice the job. We should never have a conversation about them and us. It should always be about them. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in that. Yeah. Um, I'm a firm believer that you sign up for a job, whether volunteer or career. Like well, the one thing I'm, that I'm super proud of, hands down, is that we just talk about the job. And it, it's, you know, some people take exception to that, you know, career versus volunteer. I don't see, I don't distinguish a difference. And, 
you know, and if, if people get hung up on that, I'm not the page for you. You know, I just talk about the love for the job. So whether career or volunteer, it doesn't matter. But what does matter is that we can't sacrifice proficiency. We can't sacrifice what the duty and job is. Uh, we can't, we can't make changes for the individual. We have to, we have to do the greater good, right? So, you know, where you know, I find a lot of times rules change because of certain individuals and it penalizes everybody. Instead of focusing on the individual, we focus on the whole, right? It's easier to make a sweeping yeah. change than it is to address the individual. We have to get away from a culture like that. We have to understand that we are just part of this ride. There were people, and I say this in my firehouse all the time, these kids that get five, 10, 20 years in, right? They're, you know, they sit back, they're a little more entitled sometimes. And you have to look at them and go, listen, you could leave tomorrow, we're still gonna be here. And when you do leave in yeah. a few years, we're, we're still gonna be here. And there's gonna be people picking up and moving on with whatever you left them. So you're gonna leave them a bag of shit or are you gonna, you know, you're gonna leave them something that is a workable platform to move forward with. Um, those are those conversations that have to happen. Um, I think that we need some of the OG rock stars of this industry that I grew up with to get on some of the social pages so that their messages can be heard. I think every 25 year old kid needs to know who some of the fire gods were of, of my time. Uh, and I think that's, yeah. important. And, and I think platforms like yours and mine, we need to promote that. I also think though, that there needs to be a new generation the new generation of fire gods that are upcoming. And I think that those household names need to put themselves out there so that these younger kids can sign on to it. They can sign on to these individuals to emulate, right? You know, you have guys that are putting out great content, but I want them to own that content with their face and get out there and push it, push their content and become somebody that the younger kids want to emulate. You know, you have experience and knowledge and, and training based, you know, or not training based, but experience based knowledge share that with everyone, share that and own it because those kids are going to want to be you. Those kids need just like a sports, just like somebody in, in a football player or, or, you know, a baseball player or a basketball player, whatever they want to emulate somebody. And, uh, and so, you know, now more than ever, people are looking for, you know, somebody to emulate and to be like, and so we need the next generation on the platforms that matter, the social media channels, you know, Anybody could post anything on social media, but are they worth their weight? Are they worth the content? Yeah. You know, I don't want, I don't want some ship that thinks that he has a platform to talk about stuff. I don't want him to be out there pushing stuff that, that isn't right for the industry, but because he has a, uh, the ability to push it on a social media channel and people buy into it. And that's what, that's yeah. what scares me, right? You know, the, the, the people that wrote for the magazines and trade journals years ago were vetted. We knew they were experienced firefighters. They have a pedigree behind them that allows them to teach and train. Now anybody can teach and train, right? Now anybody yeah. can put a page up and say that they, that they teach and train. There's a reason why I do what I do. I stay in the lane that I'm good at. I'm not gonna teach and train you. I'm a good fireman, but I'm not gonna teach and train you. I'll teach my guys in my firehouse the ways that we do it in my, in my district. But yeah. I'm not a guy that has a pedigree behind him that allows me to tell the world how to do X, Y, and Z. There's other people that have a lot more practical experience and knowledge and go to fires daily that have that ability to teach that. And so, you know, that's where understanding who you're following and, and who's out there. So you need the good ones. You need the good ones to be in your face and out there so that people can sign on to them, 
understand who they are, know their background and want to be like them. That's how we promote a better business. That's how we promote a better industry. Totally agree, I, man. Yeah, there's there's a lot there for sure, and <laughs> and I think. <laughs> I, Sorry, I think Jared, that, my, my brain goes no. my brain goes a thousand miles a minute, man. And no, uh, that's, that's not that's not dig. I was just, there's just a lot, oh, no, a lot of good conversation. But you know what I, but, you know what I love you. Uh, you hit on it. You hit on it before. It's very rare I get interviewed. I'm always doing yeah. interviews, right? I'm always I'm always yeah. trying to maintain the conversation. Uh, and, and prompting yep. the guest to, to, you know, tell another story or bring value. And uh, mm -hmm. not often that I get to be asked the question, you know, the questions are asked of me. So yep. uh, I enjoy this, man. I enjoy it because my, I have so, I have so much to say and, and a lot to, you know, promote <laughs> because I'm, I feel, I feel pretty heavily involved in the fire service that, you know, I think things need to be said and I'm not afraid to say some of them. And, uh, and yep. so, you know, I, I enjoy today's been fantastic, man. This has been great. Appreciate it. No. Uh, and that's that's why we're all here is, man, there's there's so much negativity in the world, and it's not negativity just in the fire service. It's just the world in general. And and that's what I feel like I can do is, is I can try my best to put out whatever I have the ability to put out to maybe just add a little bit of positivity to somebody. And, and I know that's kind of what you're doing as well is just trying to, do what you can to, to put a little weight on the other end of the scale right now that, that's so overweight. And, and I, I think the more, the more, the more we can get people doing the same thing, hopefully, hopefully sooner or later, you know, that scale may be tipping in the other direction, but you know, it's, it's going to take people like us that have a message to step up and, and do something with it. You know, keeping, keeping a message inside, keeping a passion inside, you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping your crew. You're not helping, you know, people out there that, that need to hear it. So definitely don't take it challenge everybody out there to do it. Yeah. Don't take yep. it with you. Plain and simple. You know, there's, there's a reason why we love interviewing senior guys, you know, um, yep. everybody has a story to tell and, and every story they tell has some type of lesson to it, whether it's a small one or a massive one, right? There's always a lesson to be learned through storytelling. Um, and that's the best way to teach. And that's the best way to train is through practical storytelling. And, and so for me, that's, that's the love of the podcast for me out of all the content we do. I love being able to sit in the studio with a guest and, and just, and just and BS and tell stories because the yeah. lessons learned and the laughter and the sadness. I mean, we've had highs and we've had very lows in, in our, sh on our show. And, you know, and I love yeah. everything about that. Um, and, and that's just, that's just what we need to do. We, we can't allow people to take their experiences and stories with them. They need to share them. We need to have a platform and a place where people can share their stories, where they're comfortable in telling them, where people want to hear them. There's so many like-minded people out there. And what we need to do is create an industry of like-minded people. And, uh, and I think we're doing that. And I don't mean we as us, yeah. I'm saying in general as a fire service. So you yeah. asked before about, are we on a good track or not? I think, as much as people don't like social media, I think social media has been very good in a way too. Uh, and social media oh, yeah. promotes and gives people, a, a, people of like-mindedness a space to connect and to follow and enjoy each other's company and, and make friends. I mean, I've seen a lot of new friendships made through 
content and through different events and interviews and so on. And I just love that. I love being able to make connections with people. Um, I love being able to facilitate a relationship and, you know, and so on. And, and to me, that's just the, some of the best stuff about it too. But we can't let people take their stuff with them. They got to share it and leave it here because frankly, as cliche as it is, it is bigger than us. It's going to be, it was here before us and it will be here after. And so please, while you're here, make it a good stay. And before you go, everything you've learned, please pass it on because you taking it with you is only doing a disservice to the fire service. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't think that you got a better stopping point than that right there. So I, it's <laughs> good stuff. Uh, I really appreciate it. I, I could honestly sit here and talk lots and lots more. I mean, I'm sure you as well, but uh, I, I appreciate again, uh, your time with me, but, but as well, what you're doing for the fire service. And, and so thank you for that. I want to give you a chance to kind of, I know we talked before we pushed record, but you've got a big event coming up, but by the time this airs, it will already be over. So what kind of, what are some things you guys got going on that you want to get out there or whatever? Yeah, you well, I mean, first about? off, first off, Jeremy, um, kudos to you and what you're doing. Um, the, you know, the willingness to step up and, and do something for the fire service is just wonderful. And, and I think what you're doing is fantastic brother. And I'm, Super proud of you, and I appreciate you for what you're doing. Um, I think there needs to be more of this. It's spreading the good word, and it's promoting the betterment of the fire service. And so for that, thank you for doing what you do. And I'm honored to be here today, man. Congratulations on 50 shows. That's just awesome. That's commitment, and that's love for the fire service. And, brother, you're doing it right. So that's fantastic. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm truly uh, humbled to be here, um, and, and it was a, a great experience. As for National Fire Radio going forward, I don't know. We got so much going on. I'll be honest with you. Um, we, never, uh, we got an event October 17th, which uh, will be before you air this episode, but October 17th uh, in conjunction with Intershoots and Eckert Fire Tactics, Bobby Eckert and his crew, um, we're doing a live training day uh, that's going to be streamed on social media. It's going to be streamed on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, it's going to be live training, live fire training, four different live fire scenarios that are going to be streamed. Uh, with his guys reacting to real world situations uh, and it's not scripted. Uh, and with that will come interaction with people watching. Um, I'm super excited about this project, Intershoots uh, and Eckert, uh, you know, Bobby and his crew. Uh, we're kind of redefining how things are done. Um, and I'm looking forward to this opportunity. I think it's going to be super exciting. I think a lot of good is going to come from it. I think it's going to change how we go forward with a lot of, uh, you know, online type training and so on. Uh, it's going to be great. There's going to be interaction back and forth between the viewers. They can digest it, ask questions as things are happening. And those will be commentated back and forth during the event. So that's exciting. Um, so hopefully the next time we connect, I'll have great success stories about that. Um, we're working in conjunction with a bunch of different manufacturers on a bunch of projects. Um, you know, outside of all that we do, we also are a think tank and work with manufacturers for help on marketing and advertising for their departments and so on there their marketing departments and so on. So we do a lot of that work. The podcast is always jamming. Um, we've kind of COVID kind of slowed us down a little bit. We're doing more Zoom than ever, which uh, frankly, I, I enjoy the in-studio, face-to-face, in-person type stuff. Um, but, you know, like today we're doing this through Zoom, but it's still, it's a great opportunity to connect. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to getting back into the, we have a new studio. Uh, we just moved again. We're moving into our new studio. 
Um, we have a lot of travel. A lot of the travel was put on hold this year because of COVID. Uh, we do a lot of departmental visits. We, you know, we just have so many things going on. Uh, Rush the Bus is our EMS division for National Fire Radio. Pete and Julie are doing incredible things there. Um, and they're actually on a trip to Detroit right now, documenting some stuff for EMS, um, which is super exciting. Uh, you got uh, Pip from 555 Fitness has the Size Up podcast, which is on the National Fire Radio platform. That's more of a personal uh, size up, not only just for the fire service, but uh, in life in general. And that's a, that's a pretty, pretty cool platform. Pip's doing some really unique things with that. I'm super excited to be behind that. Uh, and then we have uh, AJ from Fork and Hose Company. Uh, which probably needs no introduction. His Instagram uh, posts and videos are just, you know, makes everybody drool with the, with being such a great yeah. firefighter. So we've rounded ourselves out with just incredible people. Um, and I think that's what's most important in the fire service is that you surround yourself with people that want to do more and that are like-minded. So we have a lot going forward. We're on all the social media channels, some more, uh, you know, more prevalent than others. Um, we have some new content coming out, which I'm, um, Really excited to post. Uh, it's it's in the pipeline right now. I don't want to spoil that, but that's going to be uh, some game stuff, I think, um, and so on. So uh, I'm just excited. I'm looking forward to 2021. Uh, we're going to be rolling out our on taps. Uh, so we're going to be doing five to six events next year in 2021, which will be all over the country, not just the Northeast. Uh, so we're going to be uh, working with different groups to roll out our on taps where we're going to bring in um, either an individual speaker or have a platform or panel of a few people that just want to talk shop. Uh, those are always great events. And I'm sorry with 2020 this past year with COVID, then they all dried up and we weren't able to do, uh, oh, yeah. last one was right before COVID happened, but, um, you know, I missed, we missed out on that this year. So I'm just, I'm excited yeah. to roll into 2021. Um, I think there's just so much that can be done. And there's so much out there to promote this incredible industry that we all love. Um, and, uh, and I'm excited to do that. And uh, it should be a good year coming up. And again, Jeremy, thank you for having me on your page. And I wish you nothing but tremendous success with what you're doing. Um, you know, be, hold your head up high and be super proud of what you're doing because you're making a difference. And, uh, and that's what matters. So good job, man. Thank you for having me today. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. I think we're all looking forward to 2021. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we sure are, man. We sure are. All right. all right. Thank you once again for spending some time with us today. I really appreciate you tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed the show and gained a little knowledge, a little growth, grabbed a few takeaways, and, and hopefully it'll carry you into the rest of the week and and look forward to seeing you again. I wanted to take a, a short amount of time to thank my podcast sponsor, Woods Forcible Entry Door Kit. It's a great product. I love it. I own one myself. We use it all the time at, at the firehouse that I'm at and, and just really love it. Great tool for training, great tool for exercise and working out. And I've said it before, these, this is a group of guys that are doing great things for the fire service and just a, a good, solid group of guys. So I'm very appreciative for being a part of that team. So thank you to them. Please go check them out. And as always, if, if you don't mind, share, like, subscribe, download, whatever it is on whatever platform that you're listening to. If, if you enjoy what you're hearing and, and appreciate the content and the guests, uh, I 
would really appreciate taking a little bit of time and doing that for me just to kind of helps the visibility of the show and just helps me to be honest know that I'm doing the right thing and and headed the right direction so thank you very much for everything you do and and sharing the show and, and just helping me get my message out so thank you hope you have a great week look forward to having you on back again and until then stay safe take care of each other